This is War Room Moments, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and most relevant people on the planet, hear their stories, and get the most important business lessons they have learned on their road to success, and get exclusive advice on how to implement their success into your life and business. War Room Moments is brought to you by the Strategic Advisor Board. Here's your host, Jason Miller. Welcome to this episode of War Room Moments. Today we have Terry Foster with us, and uh, Terry Foster runs an agency. Terry, glad you can be here, my friend. It is my pleasure. So happy to be here and show some value. Awesome. Awesome. Well, can you tell the audience a little bit about yourself, about your company, and what your superpower is? Absolutely. Hello, everyone. Like Jason said, my name is Terry Foster. I currently reside in Atlanta, by the way of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, though. So I'm kind of still a big Pittsburgh guy, but here just recently located to Atlanta. I own a digital marketing agency. So we help businesses scale to seven figures and beyond with profitable paid traffic. So a lot of Facebook and Instagram ads, YouTube ads, TikTok ads, any way that you can amplify your traffic through paid channels. That's what we help businesses do. And my superpower is helping businesses make money. So again, it's all about being profitable. So we can kind of tap in and, and plug into their brand, get it to the right people so that those people actually become customers. So my superpower is helping people print money with paid ads. It's cool. Print, print money. I want that printer. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Did you patent this printer? This said printer? <laughs> it's in the works. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. Well, well, awesome. I mean, I've Terry and I, we've known each other for what, two, two and a half years or something like that. So, you know, I know what he can do and he has a really great gift with social media stuff. Um, and I, I've seen it firsthand and, you know, he just does really great work for people. Um, he has an amazing, amazing, um, need and wanting to and want and desire to help the black community of business owners, which I think is, it's just phenomenal. Um, it's not being uh, something to everyone, which that seems like that's what all businesses are trying to do is be something to everyone. And that's what I love about you is that's not you. You uh, definitely will say no. <laughs> if it doesn't fit in your wheelhouse for sure so um and, and that's a rarity nowadays for sure because people just want to take people's money and um that's what i've always liked about you is many times i've called you and said no nah, i'm good <laughs> that's yeah that's got to be a fit right yeah, so i think that we can help so yeah it's all about yeah that. for sure but anyway so kind of uh Switching gears here with your agency and so so on and so forth, you know, what's what's a great topic that you're seeing nowadays that you want you can share with the audience? Yeah, so you know, definitely in the pay traffic climate right now, everyone's talking about the impact that the iOS 14.5 update had by Apple. So lots of chaos and lots of um uh challenges that those updates have you know, cause advertisers I actually saw like a, 
article today and how that trickled down to like brands like Warby Parker, um, Allbirds, like these big, big D2C brands that were killing it with like Facebook and Instagram ads. And, you know, they were kind of struggling post iOS 14.5 update. So that's something that we all have to deal with and contend with. But, you know, what I've preached now and something that has always worked is tried and proven is the importance of building up assets that you own, building up a community. So get an emails, get an SMS, making sure that you're um, increasing your followings on your social platform, building up some assets that you have a little bit more control over. I um, actually had a masterclass where I, you know, I talked about that in depth yesterday, how important it is for businesses to make sure they build a bankable community because you know, paid traffic is going to continue to get more and more expensive. It's going to continue to get more competitive. It's going to continue to get harder. And kind of how you bypass that is actually building a community of people that know, like, and trust you, you know, things and a phrase we heard before, but it's more important than ever. So being intentional about using paid traffic and all types of traffic, not just paid traffic, we're in organic traffic, organic traffic to actually build a community, build lists, and then figure out, of course, how to properly monetize those lists on the back end is super, super important. Now, a lot of us got spoiled by like uh, Facebook and Instagram being pretty easy. So we were able to bypass that, that step, but now we can't do it. So that's kind of something that I'm pressing upon people to make sure they understand, uh, get that mindset shift that, hey, you may need to work a little bit harder. You may have to date them. You may have to court, court them before you get that sale. You can't always get it on the first attempt anymore. Yeah. It, isn't it interesting how we've literally regressed back to old school, right? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> cycle. Yeah. You know, it's like all things cycle their time, right? So, and it's like, I was talking to somebody the other day. And they just do tons and tons of direct mail now, right? Which direct mail hasn't, you would think that would have been dead forever ago, right? But, but it's made its comeback now. And, right. you know, because of all these things that, and I'm not super smart and caught up on all the iOS stuff and, and things like that. I depend on people like you for that. Um, <laughs> so, so, but but, you know, what I do know in its very simplistic terms is what used to work doesn't now. Right? That's what you need to know. <laughs> so, <laughs> so at the end of the day, all the technical crap behind it, right? Um, that part of it is really immaterial to me as a business owner, right? I just want to talk to somebody like you that goes, look, what used to work doesn't work. And here's how we've pivoted to make things work again, right? Right. No, nobody cares about all the mumbo jumbo jargon, right? They they just care about what can you do for me that works, right? Exactly. And exactly. I mean, we've pivoted all of our platforms back to email now, and it's a lot more touch touch point that you have to do with email starting out cold like that, but man, you can really build such a greater relationship that way. Definitely. When you're, you know, when you're sharing blog posts, you're sharing, you know, video content, you're sharing all this stuff. It's like, we've had to revert back to the way we used to do things, 
which is people actually got to know you. <laughs> right. Who would have thought? <laughs> yeah. Back to those days. Yeah. So, I mean, what are you seeing for uh, results now with using this new pivot and, and the way you're operating now? How's that working out? Yeah, it's off to, you know, definitely a, a really good start. It's one of those things, again, though, you have to, you know, make sure that you're not entirely, you know, focused on what I call day one return on ad spend, like immediately getting a return back. Of course, you want a return to be able to float you until, um, you know, all that comes due. But, you know, this is a way to make sure that you have people to talk to. So even if you're making back a considerable return on ad spend on the front end, that's cool because now we just have so many more people to email, to text, to get in front of that, you know, day 30, day 60, day 90, you know, they can become customers of those people that initially bought that first time. If you did what you're supposed to do, um, they're going to enjoy that experience. They'll come back and buy again. So it's definitely, um, you know, a bit of a longer term play, not talking like a year out, but typically most people I said kind of get spoiled to, okay, how much money did I spend today? How much money did I make today? And that's all they can see. Whereas now we have to think a little bit more further out because there's a little bit of a courting process and a nurturing process to make sure that we get the payoff on, you know, the back end. But like I said, this isn't anything new. This isn't like a new marketing technique employee that I just created. Like people have been using this strategy since the beginning of marketing, but it's just come, coming back into play and people have to do it again since it's not as easy to just throw up an ad on Facebook and then get rich. Are you telling me there's no more instant gratification? <laughs> to be the bearer of bad news. Well, we just live in such a world of that, right? I mean, you you drive through a, a drive-through restaurant, it's like that. You order your coffee, it's like that. You yeah. do all these things. And we live we've got we've lived in that world of instant gratification as as business owners with all these social media platforms and stuff. And now it's like everybody has to take a step back. And now it changes all the planning for your company's finances almost, right? So, because what used to be able to stack up in a quarter and, and be able to show some kind of results in that quarter, now you might not see that result till second quarter. Right. So now you got to float all this cash flow across. And people aren't used to having to do that. And, but at the end of the day, I kind of look at it like this. I think it's a good thing in a way because it gets us off that instant gratification platform and it makes us have to plan for a long-term sustainable business. <laughs> right. Absolutely. So, you know, uh, and, and that's important to do that for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So the strong are definitely going to survive. So those people that just can only uh, kind of see like the immediate outcomes, you know, they're not going to make it, you know, it's just, you know, hard to say, but if you can't wrap your head around building like a long-term strategy and plan. Good luck because <laughs> and stuff, they're just going to continue to get um, more and more expensive. Google is planning to kind of do a similar thing on its, um, platform. So it's just going to be 
tougher to do what we used to be able to do for sure. But um, the strong will always survive. Winners will always win. Yeah, for sure. Well, if, if you, if you could just dump like one nugget on the audience, one gold nugget, uh, what, what would that be? What would that one gold nugget be? One gold nugget. Um, to, I know you have a lot of them. But. Yeah, there's, a, <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot. Um, I mean, I guess could kind of, you know, play off of what we have just been talking about as a business owner. Make sure that you understand customer lifetime value, how to maximize those things, how to increase those. Because, listen, I said this probably three times since we've been talking, the cost of advertising, the cost of acquiring a customer is going to go up. So you offset that if you can figure out how your business can make more money off of that customer once you acquire them. And that's also going to allow you to acquire more customers, which is going to allow you to create like a healthier, more sustainable business. But you're not going to be able to do that if you're not also focused and you're aware of like customer LTV. So make sure that you're tuned in to, you know, your numbers. And that one's super, super important as you want to scale up. Wow, we have to act like real business owners, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, that that was a little sarcastic. <laughs> I had to say it though. <laughs> well, that kind of segues into the next part of this, Terry, and and is you know part of we have a whole new generation of business owner coming up, right? So it's like we have the younger millennials, we have Gen Zers coming up and all this stuff. And we have the opportunity, we have the opportunity to help them not get the same arrows in the back we we got, right? So, because like it or not, we're becoming the elders in business. <laughs> so, right. so if you could share a business struggle um, that you've had and then how you pivoted and how you uh, were, were able to deal with that and pivot and fix it um, with the audience, you, you might just help somebody not have to go through the same thing. Definitely have encountered numerous struggles as my journey as an entrepreneur and business owner. I would say, um, you know, definitely a big struggle was just um, uh, client acquisition. So early on when I was just kind of like a freelancer or just had like a few people on my team, I was pretty much able to just get by off of just like referrals and word of mouth. And that would keep me you know, busy enough. But as we started to kind of grow and I needed to be able to hire more people to uh, fulfill the work I had, that also meant that we needed to bring on more revenue. But since I was pretty much just relying on word of mouth and referrals, um, you know, it's good when it's good, but when it dries up, like, what do you do? So, you know, now I had all this overhead, but we didn't really have like a client acquisition strategy that we actually had control over. Um, so that was a big, big problem, a big, big struggle to figure out how do we kind of make sure that we can acquire clients pretty much at will. So, you know, the answer is, is pay traffic, you know, so we had to figure out like an actual funnel and the proper offer to kind of, you know, get book calls so that we can close them, you know, get in like a salesperson. Uh, so really just mapping out that, that client acquisition strategy. So, you know, that was a 
definitely a challenge in the beginning trying to transition from referral word of mouth to actually building like a, a client acquisition machine. So I know lots of businesses kind of um, also face that, that same struggle, but if you can dial in paid traffic, that helps eliminate that problem. Yeah. And it's interesting because that's that transition. Nobody talks about from like a uh, solopreneur to actual CEO. Right. Right. And when you make that jump and transition across, and now you have a lot of people that count on you, you have people to support, there's a lot of responsibility in that, right? Um, so it's, it's a big leap and, and not a lot of people make that leap from, a, you know, entrepreneur to CEO, because they are not the same thing at all. Um, and, you know, I, I, I think... Part of what you're talking about, that acquisition part, is what keeps a lot of people in the entrepreneurial space, in the solopreneur space, because they are word of mouth. They are very boutique. They are. That doesn't mean there's not companies that aren't boutique, but, but they may only have five or six clients a year, right? But once you step up to that company level, now yeah. it just changes the game, doesn't it? <laughs> it's the bar, yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah, for sure, exactly. for sure. Because, well, how many employees you got? Forty or so employees in your company? Like twenty-five now. Oh, okay, twenty-five. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's a decent-sized company. That's a lot of mouse to feed, for yeah. sure. So, yeah. so you have to be bringing in revenue every single month. Now you're feeding 25 other families. Right. So that's a, that's a big responsibility to burden as a, as a business owner, as a CEO, it's a big responsibility to burden. So, yeah. well, thank, thanks for that. Um, and, you know, we always, all of us go through some kind of struggle. Any business owner that ever said they didn't, they're lying. Um, that's for sure. Um, I just think it's important that as business owners, we stay humble. We stay, we share our experiences, um, with the next upcoming generations that way, you know, they can learn from us and probably not have to take some of those same arrows we did. And, and I appreciate you sharing that for sure. But, um, Saying that, who was your, or if you could have had somebody on this call um, that influenced your life or was a mentor or a loved one, whatever the case may be, that you could have thought possibly could have uh, contributed to this conversation? Who would that be? That is a fantastic question. So, um, <laughs> He's definitely not like a, a mentor because I've never met or, or spoke to him, but something, someone that I definitely admire and could add some value to this conversation would be Steve Jobs. Because mm. he said it could be dead too, right? Yeah. So, yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dead <laughs> or alive. <laughs> yeah. I would definitely love to have Steve Jobs in a conversation like this. You know, first off, he's one of the most brilliant marketers. Um, that's why Apple is as big as they are, because, you know, the marketing was fantastic. Also, a lot of the issues that we talked about 
um, came courtesy of that iOS 14.5 update. So I'd love to be able to kind of um, find out if he feels like the same way as uh, Tim Cook, the current CEO, like, you know, does he see how this impacts small businesses? Does he care? So it would be interested to, you know, talk to someone like that to get their take at it. So I would love to be able to um, have Steve Jobs on this call right now, pick his brain and tell, yeah. tell him to, uh, you know, roll it back, roll it back to 14.4. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. right. Well, it's interesting, you know, because every industry, right. I mean, uh, all these podcasts that I do and all this stuff is everybody always has something that's kind of relatable to their business, right? So it's kind of attached to that. And, you know, he was a brilliant guy, right? Um, and, and moreover, I think he was brilliant at telling people what to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what he was brilliant at. I think he went, look, I have 20,000 songs. I want you to figure out a way to put them inside a little box. <laughs> see that's how i think that conversation went and then he was like go get in that room and don't come out until you figure it out (laughs) get it out but but they did they figured it out and they've changed like our entire society really um with the way things are and you know i think that's a great choice of somebody um i would have many questions of my own (laughs) for sure And, you know, because a lot of what these big companies do, it does change the trajectory of small business. And obviously that's one of them. So, well, hey, Terry, how does the audience get a hold of you? How do people get a hold of you? Where do they come find you to work with you? Uh, So you can find us at our website, www.terryfosterconsulting.com. We're on Facebook and Instagram at Terry Foster Consulting, uh, YouTube at Terry Foster Consulting. So pretty standard across the board. So that's the way you get in touch with me. Awesome. I encourage everybody to reach out to Terry and just have a great conversation um, with his team. And uh, thank you for being here, Terry. It's always a pleasure to sit and have a conversation with you. Um, I know we've had many toilet pondering moments together (laughs) over the last two and a half years. And uh, thanks for sharing today. And uh, I really do appreciate it. Absolutely. It's been my pleasure. Much success and love to everyone who's tuning in. Awesome. Well, hey, thank you for uh, attending this episode of War Room Moments. This is Jason Miller, your podcast host, signing out. And remember... Dream it, believe it, achieve it. We'll see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to War Room Moments with your host, Jason Miller. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates and we'll see you on the next episode.